free from GP Ran to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news The conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence Saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up, y'all? It is, uh... The first show in January, man. What about that, Ran? First show of the year. First the kickoff. show of the year. The kickoff. January 7th, GP3 round 71. What's up, man? I'm doing fine, man. How are you doing on this cold, uh, wintry, blustery day? Yeah, I told y'all it was going to be cold. <laughs> didn't I say I said it was coming? Yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, I'm not Al Roker. I don't have qualifications, but... Um, but man, I mean, it, I, I see some warm up coming, man. But uh, I feel for folks, man, up uh, up above the Mason Dixon. It's crazy up there, man. I'm glad to be yeah. south. <laughs> Even you know. And, and one thing, man, before we get rolling, did you hear the story about the iguanas, like in Florida? No. man? it was so no, cold. Tell me about it. it was so cold, man, in Florida. You know, they have the iguanas, right? that the iguanas were falling out of the trees, like frozen. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. They they were fall, like, uh, but, but the thing was, they were warning people that even though they were frozen, like the older iguanas, the bigger ones, that they were still like dangerous because you could go over and think that they're frozen and they're stunned and you touch them and they still bite you. You know, they'll still bite you or hit you with whatever the, the, the tail is dangerous or whatever. But that's how cold it got in Florida, man, where the iguana wow. falling out the trees, falling into pools. And yeah, man. So uh, welcome to 2018 in a fun way. So what's up, man? Hey, um, you know, um, we're going to get into the shout outs, man. But first, I want I want you to or you want me to do it, man. I'll do it this week. The uh, GP3 explanation for all those new people who joined the podcast. You, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it for you. Do the honors. OK. OK. I, um, we are GP3, and GP3 basically stands for Grove Park 3. Uh, three brothers started the podcast. Uh, we all uh, graduated from elementary school Grove Park, uh, Grove Park and Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia, West Side, I guess. And uh, That's correct. Back in 1977. And uh, Rand was uh, South Elizabeth Place in that community. That's correct. And That's I, correct. And I was North Avenue, and uh, our Ameriti member kickoff original member Tut was on Charlotte Place. So um, all of us grew up over there, and that's why we call it GP3. Okay, but um, this is our seventy first uh, round, as we call them. And and seventy one, seventy one. I can't believe it, man. And we've done some ones in between. Uh, I guess when we were doing the election, and we would do uh, special. Uh, in between episodes for the uh, for the different um, what were they doing the uh, debates and things like that. So we've done some special episodes in between. All right, hey man, you got any shout outs? Yeah, man, I like to give a shout out. Um, New Year's Eve, I, I spent the evening with um, black alumni from the Ivy Leagues and Duke and Wake Forest and Vanderbilt and and. Uh, I shared the podcast with them and these uh these That was guys real black and bougie. Really <laughs> that was that was real black and bougie, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, I hung out hung out with my peeps and um That's hot. So, um they uh I tried to get them woke. We played the race game. That was interesting interesting. 
right. Trading I'm, races. Can I ask you what they thought of the podcast when they heard it? <laughs> oh, many of them liked it. Uh, several of them downloaded it uh, on their phones in terms of subscribing when I was there. Oh, so uh, so they're going to hear my black uh, and One or two of them uh, I went to Emory with, and um, cool. they had already had it on the phone. Oh, that's hot. That is hot. Way to go, man. Spreading the love. Spreading the love. That's what, right. What that's else right. you got? Trying to, get, trying to get the brothers woke. There you go. What else you got, man? That's about it, man. You know, I, you know, I've, I've been, been, you know, just like everybody else trying to brave this cold weather, you know, 28 and 29 degrees, which is so uncharacteristic of this time of year for us. But you know what, man, it's funny because we have some folks who are, are on the podcast who are, who are in Chicago and Detroit and they laugh at, at us doing these, uh, 28 degree there. <laughs> Cause it's like seven. You know, when we when we hollering twenty eight, they hollering like, "Oh, uh, it's negative ten, negative 20. You know, so either way, either way, cool. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Couple of shout outs, man. Um, Millennial Nick, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass the brother. He's our producer and composed the music. Well, Millennial Nick um, is in that mysterious school over over in Athens that's gonna be playing in the national championship. All right. And um, he one of his compositions, man, has been chosen to be played by the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. Can you believe it? Oh, wow, man. That's that's great, man. That's phenomenal. One, man. Of, one of the few students over over at that mysterious college. Uh, uh, and, you know, he, he did the music program over there. He produces the, the podcast. And uh, they chose one. Of, he's one of like uh, a handful of students, man, that. They're going to actually do a workshop and show young people how the whole uh, how how symphonies choose music to perform, and how wow. that whole, and, and they're going to use uh, they're going to use uh, some of the students' work and Millennial got chosen. So shout out to Millennial. <laughs> yeah. So is it is it is it classical? Or is it pop? No, nah, it's it's, it's classical, man. You know, so he's classically trained and he writes for multiple instruments. So he wrote for he writes for orchestras. You know, so. Wow, he, he gonna get a record deal, man. That's what I'm working on. Mom, yo, yo, ma, if you're listening, <laughs> man, you, man, you, man, you need to get Rich Dollar, or, uh, or you know, the little leprechaun, Jermaine Dupree, or oh, man. Uh, nah, get, Puffy, Diddy, Brother uh, Love, whatever you know, he calls his name. You know? I'm gonna get. I got a. I got a tirade toward the end, and I'm gonna address some of that stuff, man. I, I got. I'm gonna mention that in my tirade. I'm not even gonna go into it right now. Okay. All right, but but I appreciate that, man. But shout out to Millennial, and and another shout out to um, one of our podcast listeners, man, a, a loyalist, and and you know, Rand, this is funny, man, because people will start listening to our podcast and they'll go to the front, they'll go to the first episodes, and and try to listen. I don't know how, because I would, you know, normally if I join a podcast, I go to the most recent one. But a lot of people will go back and check out like our very first. And, you know, when was the last time you listened to one of our very first episodes? Uh, after we recorded it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So people go back, I guess, just to find out where we were. And um, one of our uh, podcast loyalists went back and mentioned, shot, shot a note to me and said, hey, um, you picked Trump right. You, you were right on Trump. And I and I, I shot a note back and I said, hey, you know, well, what do you mean by that? And they said, well, uh, your crew had indicated that Trump was going to be more of a marketing guy. and He wasn't going to uh, take this whole thing seriously and, and go forward with the whole campaign. And, and you said that he was and he might win. And and I thought that was funny because I had not listened to our episodes, man. You know, you know, probably you, you're right since we first recorded maybe a couple of times then. <laughs> But, this person must don't have a job or something. You know, they got a lot of time, travel. or they got a boring ass job. You know where they can they can listen to a podcast and do work at the same time. They 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 travel a lot, so uh, I guess they they listen uh, in flight. They download them and listen in flight, so it's kind of in flight uh, entertainment. And and just shout out and and but I will say I'm not mad. Well, thank I'm you. Not, I'm not mad that that person voted for Trump. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to say that that I separate. I, I I give people the benefit of the doubt. If that's where they decide to go, that's where they decided to go. But I do say to people who voted, you know, don't complain. 
you know, ride ride that horse. Ride that horse. Well, you know, I, I go back to what we said last time. Yeah. You know, uh, we said that all people who voted for Trump are not racist. No, no. But all racists voted for Trump. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Good observation. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I, I, I will say thanks to the to that person, to the uh, to the podcast listener, to the one who follows us right now. Uh, I appreciate that. We, we appreciate every listener we can get. We the, the little podcast that could. So we want to hang on. But I, I will tell you, Rand, I'm going to say this and we're going to get into the uh, topics. But, you know, our podcast ain't for everybody. It really isn't. A lot of folks uh, will, will will do a podcast for thousands and thousands and and I really candidly, I never want to do anything that's not us just to attract a whole bunch of people. You know, I think uh, what we do, what we talk about on a weekly basis, how we do it and what we're passionate about. We need to always make sure that we do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I, I'll leave I think the there. millennials call that um, authenticity. Authenticity. Being authentic. Yep. You're right. Whatever. Say that word again. Whatever man. bullshit. <laughs> say that word again. What'd you say? <laughs> Whatever bullshit these millennials say, man. You know, everything is a term now, man. It's you organic. Know. It's organic is what they say. Yeah. It's organic. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. Hey, man, uh, just a couple of observations. We're going to kick it off light. Uh, New Year's Eve. Did you, while you guys, while you, you were at your, your black and bougie party? Were y'all too? Yeah, I was at the, I, I, yeah, we saw it, man. You know, it, it, you know, the, the parties ain't the same, man. I mean, you know, the the New Year's ball drops and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess as you get older, you know, you, 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 the New Year has a different meaning to you when you were in your in your in your youth, you know. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts? You saw? Did you see Mariah? I mean, I I really didn't watch, you know, the the actual shows, but I just heard about it, and you see the memes, the Mariah Carey hot tea moment. What, did you see it? <laughs> No, I didn't see that. You know, I was uh, I was I was having a big debate with somebody, so I really wasn't paying attention to Mariah Carey. Oh, damn, I hope you can share that debate. You probably have to wait to your tirade, your 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 rant to do that. No, it's 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 uh it's, it's too many expletives in it. So, you know. <laughs> and Steve Harvey in the white rabbit suit. Uh, a lot of folks. Uh, I don't know if you saw that meme too. That was th- those were probably the highlights of the night that people were talking about. Um, you know, it, cause you know, it was cold. So everybody was wrapped up. Everybody, you know, Mariah wanted her hot tea, which, you know, and, and a lot of these artists have what they call writers, you know, that is true. And they I've say seen many of them specifically, and they ask for anything and any, they can ask for anything they can get away with. It, I mean, it, it's the joke in the rock community where t- they were talking about the green M&Ms where the rock band right. says, I don't want no, take out every green M&M. Well, you know, certain artists have things that they want done on these shows. So I, I'm willing to bet you that Mariah had in her rider, which a lot, I mean, I, I've dealt with these artists. I've dealt with them before. And they will say, please make sure that we have, for my voice, hot tea and lemon. So I, I'm not surprised somebody like Mariah, because even like, a, like a, what's her name, uh, who's retiring, by the way, this is her retirement year, uh, Anita Baker. Um, was big on having hot tea. You know, she would she would have like I think tea and lemon. So these the divas the the voice people with voices want that hot tea, and 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 it's a way I guess for them to preserve their voices and make sure that it's clear when they sing. And uh, you know, so she was serious about that hot tea, man. I don't. I mean, I've, I've really seen singers seriously uh, push that hot tea. So I'm not surprised. That's that's a far cry from when uh, Ludacris uh, did the University of Georgia and he asked for a box of condoms. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, damn. Where was this? I mean, when Ludacris performed at the University of Georgia, I think last year when, when they got the new coach and they were trying to ignite the spirit back into the football program, I think it was the spring game or something like that. They were he igniting. performed. You know, Ludacris, Ludacris ain't had a hit in about five or six years, yeah. you know, a musical hit, but you know, he's been doing acting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And in his, and in his ride, the Furious. Yeah. He asked, he asked, of course, he always, you know, you asked for the alcohol. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then he asked for uh, some condoms. Wow. Um, and, and because the UGA is a state school, those contracts are public record. Oh, wow. And so there was a lot of controversy about, A, 
the artist, B, how much we paid for the artist, yeah. and C, the request that he was making on a public university campus. Well, at least he was keeping it safe, you know. <laughs> for a guy at the time who was married. So, you know, hey, you, you put Maybe it was two. part of the skit. Maybe like when he was doing what I got... Is zip codes the whole, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna go there. He was passing Whatever. out condoms. Whatever. Right. Part of the skit. All right. Give him the benefit. Hey man, starting off 2018, a couple of things went down on the music side. And I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Cardi B and Bruno Mars. Uh Bruno Mars did a remix of the album that his that album just won't stop. I mean, they they're gonna release everything off that album. Uh, but now finesse is coming off the album. And they did a video, and I, did you have a chance to check out the video um, of Bruno and, and Cardi B? Cardi B's on the remix. Um, I can't get past Cardi B, man. I'm sorry. Well, let me tell you, I will. this is accessible, even to you, Rand. Um, they do a takeoff of uh, In Living Color. So, so the whole concept is like, you remember how the artists used to perform on in living color, like in the um, on the stage, yeah, with, mm -hmm. with SW One and all that, they did a takeoff on that. So, and and even the opening and all that with the paint, that whole when Heavy D used to do the opening, um, right. So, so that was cool. That that really, and I'm gonna get into it, but it does give her a little bit more accessibility. Okay, um, and and of course, Cardi got she got she's got a new single, which is her traditional. And the Bruno Mars thing, Mars thing is, you know, her introduced being introduced to people's parents with the finesse song because the parents, you know what I'm saying, they like Bruno. A lot of people are either they either love it or hate it when it comes down. But her takeover man is continuing. I mean, you know, it, it's going to chart, it's going to do well. A lot of people are talking about it. It's getting a whole lot of play. So, you know, um, kudos, still kudos to her, man, because uh, she's still taking over. Um, Coachella has been announced for 2018, the festival. Uh, you remember Coachella, that's the one Prince performed at a few years ago too. And um, The weekend is gonna perform one night headline, Beyonce and Eminem. So probably in a music festival that's been dominated by rock and dance, uh, this is a little bit of a departure where they're really probably going more hip hop and R&B with some pop with the weekend weekends, more pop. So just FYI for our folks who, you know, good, good, interesting stuff to start the year, you know, on the music side. Your kid, Cause your kids might be asking you money for tickets to it. Oh, hell yeah. Coachella. Have you ever been asked about Coachella tickets? Cause yeah, I've been asked about Coachella and I've been asked about Bonnaroo too. Oh, so shit. no, no. Cause you know, as long, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, I'll give you the money as long as you don't partake. <laughs> We're cool. You know, um, and what goes on, but that ain't gonna happen. That'll well, keep the money, keep the money. Uh, more to start 2018, man. She's got to have it, has been renewed, man. Second season on Netflix, so it is coming back for those who thought it may. I thought it might only be one season, but it is coming back for a second season. Um, the mayor has been canceled, man. So, ABC, uh, did you think it was gonna last? I didn't think the mayor was going to last. Um, I saw a couple episodes. It wasn't a bad show. No. no. Um, I just don't think um, it was a believable show. Yeah, I agree. And um, but I thought it was I thought that the, you, I didn't realize that um, the cat from Hamilton, Dave, David, whatever his name is, um, the light skin brother in the musical Hamilton. Actually, he was the executive producer of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and so, but I do believe that what she's got to have it. I think Nat's going to open up a doorway. Actually, I think the doorway was opened up uh, by Showtime in the early 2000s with Soul Food. Remember the movie Soul Food yep. they made into a TV series? Absolutely. Yep. And, I, and I think what's happening is that opened up the door for She's Got to Have It and also maybe some other possible um, uh, uh, iconic um, films, uh, African-American films out there. Uh, you know what, you know what I wish they do if, if they don't do it? Um, if they don't make a movie out of it, you know which one I, I hope they do it, if they do it the right way? What's that? Well, first of all, let me say, if they do the second season and they keep going, which they are going to do now with She's Gotta Have It, I hope they keep, Spike's got to stay involved. I hope Spike stays involved with it, okay, and oversees it. Um, and But he's, you know, he's, he's doing the right thing because he's staying involved in it, but he's also bringing in uh, the youth. He's injecting it with youth. So he's got, 
you know, the, the youth market involved in it. So it, it stays relevant. Um, but I, you know, you're going to laugh at this, but I, if coming to America, you know, if, um, cause, cause there's, there's always been the rumor that Eddie was going to do coming to America too. Okay. And it, it, it keeps going year after year. It never happens. I hope they do that because that would, that, you know, that's the biggest grossing black movie of all time. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's right. So with that said, I think it I think it deserves something on Netflix other than just the reruns, just the same. You know, so I think it would make it. I think it'd be big. I think it'd be an event. Well, I, I, I think um, another movie I do agree. I think Coming to America would be a uh, would, be, would be a blockbuster event um, for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, uh, I was thinking about uh, a movie that people have been talking about for years. They want they want a sequel, but one has not been made, and that is Love Jones. Yeah, Love Jones uh, too. Yeah, I mean, Love Jones was a movie uh, that was really kind of ahead of its time. Yep. Um, and so uh, there are a lot of women out there and young people still wanting the closure. Did they get together? Ex uh, yada yada yada. I agree. Um, that that I mean, but again, I think there's a lot of good work out there that could actually be um, could be introduced to a new audience going the Netflix routes. I agree, man. And, and you know, it, it's interesting because there was an article this week about Netflix um, from uh, one of the critics, and they were talking about the number of original uh, original movies and original projects that came out in 2017. And you know, re- Netflix does like almost like five to 10 times more than the normal studio. You know that, right? In terms of, I mean, I mean, literally it's like every month there's like three new original things coming out. Oh. You know, that's like 36, that's like 36 original, a minimum of 36 original Netflix things coming out a year. Minimum. And, and what they're saying is that it's hit or miss. But the thing is that based on the whole platform, the, the funding is not that difficult because they don't have to worry about what a typical movie has to worry about in terms of marketing. Right. And, um, right. so, um, you know, that the critic was a little harsh, but I, I looked at that and I said, well, you know, I think the proof that Netflix is working is what you see in the box office, like the traditional box office, like the, you know, the box office has been, in my opinion, when people say, well, why, what's going on with the box office, Netflix, you know, if um, you know, because because now Netflix is releasing the kind of stuff that really should have been released as a, in in the theaters. I mean, as a matter of fact, like Bright, even though it's not all that good, uh, it was originally pitched, and 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 the studios actually, uh, what do you call it when they um, they bid on it? Oh, they green they greenlit it. Yeah, yeah. That the studios were bidding against Netflix to get that movie. And Netflix wound up with, but, but you're, you know, so Netflix, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, Jeopardy gangster and gangster. Did you see that? <laughs> Did I even say it right? Gangster versus gangster. Did you? No, I didn't see it, man. I haven't seen Jeopardy in, in about a month. Well, here's the whole controversy, well, controversy, if you want to call it. All right. Um, uh, is that you? That's you moving around running in the, Hopefully it ain't me. I was letting, letting my dog out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one in this in the man cave. Okay, I, I was like, what's going on? Not not in my studio. Uh, but on Jeopardy, man, uh, one of the you know how they do the what do you call it the uh, the blended titles when they blend a classic. You have to you have to give an answer with a classic and a and a contemporary as part of the title as part of the answer. So right. So there was a question that was blending, uh, you know, for, for all you English lit people, uh, Paradise Lost and Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise, Gangsta Paradise, Gangsta's Paradise, sorry. So the answer was, uh, what is it? Uh, Gangsta Paradise Lost was, was supposed to be the answer. Well, the guy gave the answer, but he said gangster, like ER, okay. And they gave it to him, like Alex said, all right, you're cool. And then the judges came back and they took the money away. It was like $3,000. They, 
They took the money away from him because, no, the correct answer was not gangster. It was gangsta. <laughs> so, More power to him. More power to him. So, so Coolio, Coolio did a video. You know, the Coolio did a video. And 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 explain to white people. He said he said he, he he said first of all, Coolio. He was with his little niece, little girl on the you know in the video. Uh, he felt that that was wrong. They shouldn't have taken the money. But he said white people, when you doing when you dealing with hip hop, always drop the earth. Oh, <laughs> you know, on the safe to be safe, always drop the earth. So it was kind of funny. All right. Uh, Mike Tyson man has a forty acre cannabis ranch. Coming to Cali. Did you hear about that? He better hope Jeff Session and the boys don't come after him. <laughs> we gonna talk about that. Yeah, so Tyson has a uh, 40 acre. He's one of the celebrities lined up to do the whole cannabis thing. And yeah, we're gonna talk about that when we get to the Trump train. Uh Golden- well, you know, Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg has been doing it. He's been in the cannabis thing for a couple years now. Oh, hell yeah. He's been focused oh, more on the a couple uh, of years. <laughs> Well, I mean, legally. you know, he has a business. <laughs> legally, um, legally, yeah. A website and stuff, and he he's he's not growing it, but he's doing a he's doing all the other stuff because I think because of his his criminal record yeah. in California, he is unable to actually own a uh, a cannabis ranch. And I'm I'm shocked that Tyson is able to get one when the fact is that you know even though the conviction was about 20 years ago, you know, yeah. he was in for rape. Yeah. But anyway, they they he's he's supposedly funding it, part of it, forty acre cannabis ranch. Um, but but you're right. I mean, but who knows? Who should know? When you think, you know, Snoop is like on on the cover of High Times. You know, I mean. Oh yeah. Snoop Snoop has always been the advocate for legalization of weed. Him and Bill Maher, they go way back. Um, yeah, and and um, what's that rap group? Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's all they rapped about, you know. Yeah. Uh, Golden Globes tonight. Do you care? Not really. Yeah, and you know, and and I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care personally, but I think in 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 the context of us having projects, yeah. Uh, so so we can get money for our projects. It's important that we need to have the content yeah. to be in these categories. Um, because I'm sh- because- you know I was surprised that Shonda Rhimes doesn't have anything nominated. Well, I mean, she, has she done anything really new? I mean, she's um, she has Grey's Anatomy and, and Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. And I think she had another one that started, but it didn't last. But I'm always so surprised I, that even though these shows have tremendous following and these shows pretty much keep ABC afloat, that they can't get these shows. They can't get her shows nominated. You know, because Smilf from Showtime is already nominated. Will and Grace is right. nominated. You know, well, again, you know, I, I think because the newness of those shows, Ugh. I think that's the thing. The newness, even though Will and Grace is a reboot, yeah. but it's, but you know, I think the newness, um, you know, I don't understand that the Golden Globes anyway. So, you know, I was talking I to either, a friend man. of mine who, uh, who's on the uh, Grammy committee, and uh, you know, I was asking him about, you know, how these things work, and he says, I think that he said most people don't understand the Oscars, the Grammys, and the Golden Globes are industry awards. They're not fan awards. And that's a different mindset than American Music Award, which is yep. basically a fan one. Yeah, yeah. And people need to understand, there's a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, you know, how songs are in one category versus another category, because it's all about winning, yep. you know. And, uh, and so and I think that's the biggest that's the biggest issue that most people have with these award shows because they don't know what the criteria is but and, I, they, I'll and say, they have man, a preconceived notion. I'll say this, though, um, when it comes down to representation and, and we are going to touch bases on this. Uh, and I know the whole Me Too thing is going to be a big deal uh, tonight. Um, everybody's wearing black, supposedly. Um, but when it comes down to representation among minorities and, and, and nominations, it, 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 Hollywood's still the same. You know, I don't think Denzel's going to win. He's nominated for Israel, Jay, um, I forgot, Esquire, uh, which I think as an actor, he did a good job. It wasn't a great movie. Uh, Blackish is nominated. Uh, Anthony Anderson is nominated. Um, I think um, Ross is nominated, too. 
Uh, Mary J. Blige is nominated for Mudbound, and Octavia Spencer is nominated, and and she might have a <coughs> shot. She's in the uh, Shape of Water movie, but um, you know, I, I again, I'm I'm not watching. I mean, I, I'll probably you know take a look at the highlights after it's all done. Well, it's just not, you know, as, as long as as long as we're depending to upon white yeah. men to validate us, this is what we're gonna get. Well, you know what? No, it's, we it's interesting you say that because um it's a whole nother conversation about um how uh the movement that's happening whether or not that movement is inclusive in terms of you know when I was talking about the fact that you know folks who are oppressed need to see solidarity in each other's movement, okay? So Candidly, I'm wondering if, you know, because when you look at the racial issue, are are these women willing to discuss race? And I don't think they are. I still don't think they no. are. And no, man. I mean, you know, it's um, it's kind of funny, though. This was uh, we were playing uh, at the casino for uh, injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, people, um, you know, we've been at the casino longer than anybody else. Absolutely. Us and the Native Americans. <laughs> And um, and so what happens is white women jump in. Now they want an equal share of yeah. of, of the of the of the earnings. Yeah, <laughs> you know what an analogy. And they don't, you know, you know they don't they don't like their take. Yeah. And the fact is, they think they should. Their issues are more sufferable than ours. Yeah, you know. So it's don't get me started, man. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, scenario, uh, and, and you know we could have a whole show on it, and we should one day. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, man. Speaking of uh, of of, of uh, women, of white women, or kinda, because she's Latino. I don't know if that's the right. That's but, called exotica, man. That's but, exotic. She's exotic, she, man. Have you heard the rumor? Or there's something floating in social media because Michael B. Jordan, who's in the Black Panther movie, uh, played Creed, uh, the Rocky movie, and he's done several other projects. Great actor. Good, you know, good actor, young, young actor is dating, I guess, this uh, Instagram model. And she's Latino. As you said, she's quote unquote exotic. But, you know, she has she's Becky with the good hair. So a lot of black women, I guess, based on the social media uproar was that he's dating her. And they said that they were going to boycott Black Panther because of that. Now, that's some foolishness, candidly. Uh, it, it, it throws, you know what, I, you know what it reminds me of, Rand, so close to the movie. Um, and, and I know it might be apples to oranges for some folks, but it kind of reminds me of that whole, you remember the movie, what was his name? Uh, the slave movie, uh, Nat Turner, the whole Nat Turner, uh, that's the world. first thing that came to my mind, man, as you were talking, I mean, it's like, exactly. why you want to, people want to almost like throw I don't want to say shade, but at least throw something in the wheel, in the soup to make people not want to go see the movie. And, you know, I think Black Panther is a real important movie for uh, for our audience. Uh, I'm going to support it. I'm going to go see it. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I love that genre anyway. I think it's overdone. The genre is, you know, they had too many of them coming out. But this is one we've been looking forward to for a long time. And I, I just really hate to see the hate at this time. And, and, you know, the big, the movie's bigger than he is first of, you know, it really is bigger than he is. So, um, you know, hopefully, well, I'm not even going to say hopefully, man, it's trash. It's trash that people are thinking like that. Uh, I get it. I know how people feel. I know how divisive that whole argument is, but that's one actor in the movie. Y'all come on. That's ridiculous. And I'm, you got any thoughts, man? When I saw it, I, I, I agree with, I agree with you, man. I mean, let's, Let's separate this man's personal life from his public career. Yeah. I mean, I I thought Birth of a Nation, candidly, you know, I've just seen so many black movies before their release get sabotaged by that BS, you know, even even going back to The Color Purple, you know, Um, and and it, it, it bothers me that, you know, and you don't know, candidly, Rand, I'll say this. Sometimes it's other studios, the the competition that will. Oh yeah, that are oh, releasing yeah. oh, movies yeah. around the same time because they know that there's going to be such a strong black, uh, 
showing at the box office that they want to stunt the box office. So you just never know that people have to think like that because there are people who will do it. Oh yeah, these these I mean they're trolls. I mean they got the bots and the trolls set up out there, man. Oh to, yeah. To, uh, to to do this to set these campaigns up, and I could care less who this man is dating. Quite honestly, I'm yeah. I'm more concerned about the success of this movie. You know. Yeah, me too. Same here. I can't say me too though. <laughs> no, you can't say that, man. <laughs> me also. <laughs> All right, man. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, yeah. People of color, by the way, still underrepresented in Hollywood. Uh, the 2017 report came out, uh, inclusion in the director's chair. And uh, this professor out of USC, Stacy Smith, and her team examined uh, filmmakers behind the 100 top grossing films released in each of the years, including study uh, from, t- from 2007 to 2017. Uh, and and basically only 4% of the directors were women, a ratio of 22 males to every one female director, according to the report. So over the 10-year period, things really haven't gotten better. But you know, the, the problem I have with this, Rand, um, why don't they just break out women and African-Americans? I mean, and, and minority. I mean, I do you think do you think it's really fair to throw women and people of color in together when you look at the, wouldn't it? Couldn't you look at no man? That that's that's a you know that's that's a part of the um, the system, the cop out system, man. I, I I disagree with that approach, man. I mean, you know what? Um, let's just let's just call it for what it is. Um, let's just break out the, the people of color, and if you want to break out gender within people of color, do that too. I don't care. Yeah. But don't put me in. Don't put me in uh, with these with these women, um, and and utilize that as your number. And the reason the I say thing, that, yeah, the easy thing to do is if you want to increase that number, just add a couple more white women and bam, Hollywood is diverse. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Because my only question is because we spend so much money, uh, you know, in terms of at the box office, we're, you know, we're, it's a significant number uh, in terms of the money spent at the box office. Um, I, I thought it would warrant its own category. You know, in terms of looking at whether or not we're—I mean, I know that number because this number would go down dramatically. It would be even lower. So I'm only right. You know. Right. Well, you know, um, I think she's at USC, and USC is um, the film school was started for the film industry. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they don't. Wanna, yeah, they want to uh, look bad, but they don't want to look abysmal. You know. Right. And, you know, I'm kind of like Ava Dunavay when she basically says is I'm not trying to get a seat at the table. I'm just going to build my own damn table. Yeah, there you go. And I think I think people like uh, her and Issa Rae and, and, and those young people out there that do black and sexy, because then you have so many avenues for distribution. Just do your own thing and the quality will rise to the top and you will get picked up by an HBO. You will get picked up by a major studio. So. You know, stop trying to always get in those major studio doors. Just do your own thing. Yeah, because I think and Netflix you, is helping. Netflix is is helping that distribution right. opportunity too, especially with Shonda. Shonda's going over there. Right. Yeah, with, with Netflix and Amazon, and then you got some of these other ones that are that are growing on the scene. And plus the the internet. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities if you're a filmmaker and you want to and you want to get your product out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, man, I want to follow up real quick. Uh, remember, we were talking about the Apple, the whole battery thing. Uh, right. Just to let people know, you can log on to Apple's support site uh, and select iPhone, then go to battery and then battery replacement. So if you are if you know Apple, you know how to go into the support site. You can do it there and find out your options. But if you live near an Apple store, my my heads up to everybody who tries to go in an Apple store and tries to get this done is call in advance. Oh, yeah, we 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 have an appointment next Saturday. Yep. So you know what's up. You know what's up. And right. you got to call yeah, ahead. And you might be able to pay like some of the uh, third party shops to do it for mm-hmm. you. Um, but it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be paying that twenty nine dollars. You're probably going to wind up paying more like seventy nine to 100 because, you know, they, they're not obligated to give you that Apple deal. Some are honoring it. Some aren't. Um, right. And if you got a backup phone you and, and you want to use your backup phone, you can also ship your phone to Apple and pay a, like a $7 shipping fee for them to return it to you. 
but I know already, man, they're having issues with uh, the batteries in, in, in stock, uh, being in stock. So, yeah, you got to call ahead. You, you need to make sure that your battery's in stock and, and then take it from there. But you're absolutely, you know. So you guys are going next week to get it? Done? Yeah. You got a six or yep, seven? Got it. Oh, I got yeah. We got a, we got a couple sixes in this household. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm staying in the six too. Yeah. So so that, I'm I'm doing the same thing. Um, by the way, uh, real quick on that same note, y'all better do your updates because the hackers are hacking into all Apple stuff that's you know like Macs, iPads, iPhone, uh, Amazon, Google, all the devices they discovered bad chips. So mm. you, if not not upgrades. But updates, when those updates come through, do your updates because they, they include security stuff. So make sure that y'all y'all do that, man, because um, uh, there's a new uh, virus or it's called Spectra that, that's basically taking over your phones, man, hacking into your, your devices. Yeah. All right, dude, <clears throat> let, let me get into the crap show. I'm, I'm, I'm lessening my... Uh, my 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 language for 2018. I'm I'm backing down. I'm backing down on my e content on the. Uh, so I'm gonna say the crap show. Fire and Fury, man. Have you read it? Did you get it? No, nah, man. I you know I um <laughs> I think I'm gonna pass on that, bro. You go, you go pass. <laughs> so so what? I'm gonna pass. Just in general, I'm gonna ask you, man. What are your thoughts? From what he's know. not telling us he's not telling us anything we don't know man yeah uh i mean you know the, the funny thing is this guy was a reporter for the hollywood reporter yeah and um he did a cover story i think on atlantic magazine or hollywood reporter that had a picture of trump with sunglasses on it and trump's what's that young girl hope hicks or whatever that is mm-hmm. she, she uh she uh texted guy and said hey great cover they didn't read the, of course they didn't read the article about Trump. Yeah. And, um, and so they invited this guy in, man. It, it, it shows that some people say these guys are undisciplined. It shows the incompetence level yeah. that that's in that white house and that you have a leader who is so, um, addicted, like, like it's like an opiate to him yeah. of, of attention and fame. They let him in, and this guy was walking. If anyone had checked up on this guy, even on this guy was this guy is a, is a beast. Yeah, you know he's walking around for months, having interviews, taping people, everything's on the record, and no one's asking him what the heck's going on. I heard him on an interview say he was there for two months before General Kelly even knew who he was. Did you see the NBC interview that he did? I've, I've seen I've seen several of them. And what were your thoughts based just just coming away from from what you heard from him? Um. You know, right now, you, you, you know, everyone is trying to attack this guy. Mm-hmm. They're attacking attack his credibility. You know, they're, yeah. they're trying to attack his credibility. But I loved his comment. He said, this, this man is the least credible guy on the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, this guy has a um, a record of, um, how shall you say it, of um, Trump in terms of, 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 of libel statements, et cetera. Yeah. And why would you want to believe him? And, you know, then they're trotting out. What's funny is that. People are not really denying what he is saying. No, no. <laughs> I mean, and, and that Bannon has not denied any of the comments. As a matter of fact, right. we, we taped the show on Sunday and, um, you know, during the Sunday show, right after the Sunday shows. And Bannon has already issued a significant apology, major apology uh, to the White House. But he's he's apologizing, saying that the comments were taken out of context, but he's not said that the comments are incorrect. As a matter of fact, most people uh, are saying that the reason he's doing it to save his neck with the Mercer family who finances Breitbart. Uh, and right. they, they, they finance most of the, the I mean, they're a huge uh, Republican benefactor. Um, so Bannon had said uh, he apologized to Don Jr., we're saying that he was utterly and totally screwed, um, but he did. He didn't say I didn't say that. He just said he apologizes for saying it, um, and and calling the meeting at Trump Tower treasonous, unpatriotic, bad shit. Um, Bannon um, said that he would have conducted the meetings at a Holiday Inn, <laughs> and, and not so nobody would know 
or or care and not do it at Trump Tower. He said Trump Tower was too too high profile in the first place. It, sh- it should never have been done there. But he would it's not he's not saying he wouldn't have done it. He just said he wouldn't have done it at Trump Tower. Okay. And, and, and also, you notice no one is walking away from the fact that they've called him a moron or idiot or stupid. Oh, no, not at all. You know, the one they're more they're more upset that their statements are going on record in 45 now has something to, to look at and to say, you talk about me. You know, oh, they're more concerned about being banished from the kingdom. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they want to. And I think what's going on is right now. Mitch McConnell is somewhere having a Long Island iced tea, laughing his, you know what off, you know. Uh, he's he. This is, man. This what do you call this? Revenge served. What's the whole the whole gangster quote? Uh, re- revenge served cold, or yeah. <laughs> this yeah. this See, is I, 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 like Mitch I, McConnell you is know, somewhere you, laughing, just. And I th- and I think the Republican Party is 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 laughing too. How so? Um, I think because now these comments are basically um, are reinforcing what people believe. Yeah. And I believe personally, um, the Republican Party is this is something they kind of wish for because they need something to. They need some guardrails on this guy, and maybe this will serve as a short-term guardrail. And also, I believe that that um, guardrails. Guard so you're saying guardrails on 45. So now, now they they feel like they've got something they can control him, keep him in control. Control him, and also too, uh, I think it, it it they are now saying, hey, do we impeach or do we invoke the 25th Amendment? Mm. Okay. Okay. Because if you if you if you impeach, that's the Democrats lead. The Democrats lead that, and that will have repercussions on the on the on the midterms. Mm-hmm. If we are proactive and do the Twenty Fifth Amendment, saying, "Hey, we stepped up to the plate. We're true patriots because we didn't want this net job to keep running the country." Yeah, it makes them look it makes them look better. So I think right now, Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan and those guys are in a unique situation um, because they know that this investigation. Uh, is heating up. And the question, if we let this investigation heat up, are we going to have the same issues that when Ford ran against Carter in 76 in that uh, because of what happened with Nixon, the Republican Party was dead for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They couldn't elect anyone or do we do it ourselves and and put the spin on it? Because now we, we live in nothing but the damn spin zone now. Yeah, uh, we put a spin on it and we got Fox um, you know, our in-house uh, political action committee um, to, to help us out. So I think it's a strange thing. And I think what's happening is, is the heat is getting higher now. Well, I you know, one of the things that, that Bannon mentioned um, that I, you and I have been saying this all along is that the Kushner, uh, Manafort, Don Jr., the money thing is massive. And that's one of the things that Bannon is quoted on saying in the book that this is it's all about money laundering. And, and you had mentioned the guy, Andrew Weisman, um, the, the, one of the senior prosecutors. He's working with um, what's his name? He's working with Mueller. Um, and, and, they, and, and Bannon mentions that in the book, that he's a money laundering guy and he's going after Manafort Jr. and, and Kushner. So yeah, um, this guy got like a ninety-eight percent conviction rate. They say you know once one. they call him his nickname is the Undertaker. Once once he gets a hold of you, yeah. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so my point in that is, Bannon mentioned all this as part of like the top findings in the book that um, that what's his name that Wolf basically wrote. He included that. But the other thing that that's going to be interesting, Rand, that I'm waiting more so to hear is that um, Wolf mentions he's got audio. Do you know, you know that, right? He said he's, yeah. And he's got recordings. So I'm wondering. And notes and notes. And so, you know, uh, did you also hear that um, Rance Prepus notes are now being used? (laughs) But you, you know, what's funny about that? You know, what's hilarious that they tell you when you work for the president, don't take notes. 
You know that, right? Mm-hmm. One of the instructions is because you never want to be held accountable for something that was said in a meeting. And you know what I mean? If, if, if your notes are available. So, so they'll tell you unless it's like, you know, something, you know, something just that that's minimal. That's not really important, but the, the, the confidential high level meetings in a lot of cases, they tell people don't take notes because right. we don't, we don't, so, want, we don't want the notes. You know, after, they, after they interviewed him, yeah. They said he he came back chomping at the bit saying, look, I got some more information. Wow. So uh, wow. and so what's funny is that all these guys, in my opinion, they're they're playing 45. He still has these conversations with these guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calls them up, et cetera. I think these guys are playing. on I think they know he's a BS artist and saying, OK, I'll mm-hmm. play the game. But I got dirt on you, chump. chump. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. Hey man, one other thing I want to on the on the train on the forty five train is Jeff Sessions being set up. Yeah, I think I think they want him out of there, and they want to appoint a new attorney general. But I think the way it's set up is that uh, the guy Rob Rosenstein, yeah, the, that uh, technically he would become the new attorney general mm. until one has been named or confirmed. Because you know the reason I ask that? Why would you put as an attorney general after California legalizes marijuana and California, as big as it is and as big as the stakes are in the cannabis organizations right now, come out and say what you said this week about going after states? And and, and my, my, my thing is, Especially with uh, with Sessions, who's such a states' rights advocate, most of these guys are. To all of a sudden, we're going to start. Uh, we're going to throw away a rule uh, that basically protected the states against the feds coming after. Them. Um, so, well, I think I think there's 14 states out there. Florida is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the senator and the congressman from Colorado. Have now they have they have thrown the gauntlet down. Yeah. Um, and so uh California to them is not really a big state from a Republican perspective. Oh no, they, it's, they've a, lost it's a Democratic. State. They've yeah. lost that state. It's blue. Big um, time. Yeah. But my point is so it's like it's gonna be if 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 you go after California, considering the number of people and how it's I mean, it's a hell I mean, it's a big big state in terms of just size. Just, just number of people, you know. I, I, I get it though. I, I know what you're about. But go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead and finish your thought. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I think what they need to be concerned about is the red states that have, uh, that have um, liberal cannabis laws, mm-hmm. uh, and how it's going to impact them. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing is, you have a, a White House. Uh, you have a chief of staff who's not a political savvy chief of staff. All he's done is put in rules and processes. Mm-hmm. And your chief of staff is a guy who's really supposed to be driving your agenda. Yeah. And you don't really have a grasp of what your agenda is. And you're making all these knee jerk reactions. You're not thinking like a game of chess. You're thinking like a game of checkers, one jump at a time. Yeah. Not realizing that you're setting yourself up and, and your party up. Well, I, I just think that, that he's being set up to fail. You know, if you look at the marijuana situation that just came out, plus New York Times report that came out that said that um, the uh, attorneys were attempting to stop Sessions from recusing himself last year when he did, you know, back at the beginning of the year from, from the uh, Russian investigation. And then he didn't, get, he didn't get invited to Camp David this weekend. He was left off the list. Well, um, eight, only eight of the 12 are there. Yeah. Your, your AG. Yeah. That's a big, would, 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 would Kennedy have left Bobby off? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, would, would, would would Obama have left Holder? Well, I'll put it to you like this. We're going to see a lot of changes by the end of the month. Um, there's going to be some cabinet members, I think, are going to resign. They're trying to make it to the year mark. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to see some changes. Definitely some changes. 
All right, man. Hillary, uh, FBI investigations going on again. Pay to play. Secretary, when she was Secretary of State and possible uh, misuse of tax exempt funds. What are your thoughts? Just to uh, just another witch hunt. Uh, well, uh, I put it like this. If she did break the rules, they need to investigate. Yeah. But again, I don't I don't know enough about this story. I just know that it, it sounds like so many other Clinton stories, yeah. uh, whether it's was it Whitewater or whatever it is. It's, um, you know, we have um, in the Congress and the Senate, there's such a distaste for the Clintons. Yeah. Um, they're looking for anything and everything. Um, you know, next is going to be Benghazi and yeah. bring that back up. So is it just um, a, is it just a dis- another distraction? Yeah, it's another distraction, just like uh, they want Christopher Steele, the guy who wrote the dossier. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Republican senators want him to be uh, examined yeah. um, because they said he made a couple statements that did not uh, that were inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah, let's let's. But again, you got guys who are so addicted to power, man. That's the drug, man. We don't have an opioid crisis, man. We got a power crisis going on right now. Yeah, I agree. Excellent point. Excellent analogy, bro. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, what you got, man? You got a rant? Man, I'm, I'm trying to cut down on the rants because I said last year, you know, we, we, we need to start thinking about some positive things. And so right now, um, uh, one of the things I'm, I'm trying to do is um, I've been meeting with a lot of young um uh, entrepreneurs, getting them uh, lined up with some of the uh, incubators out here, uh, letting people know about some of the uh, boot camps and those types of things so that they can start the process of being an entrepreneur the right way. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to make changes, we got to be a part of the system. We got to go to these meetings. We got to see what people are talking about. We may not, we don't have to work with them, yeah. but at least if they're giving us free tools and resources, take them and do what you have to do with them. Yeah. That's a good point. That, that, that's you know, where, so- and that, and that's candidly in an administration like this, in an environment like this, that's just, that's where you get your seat. That's where the seat at the table is going to be. Right, right. Because I was at a gentrification meeting, and one of the biggest things they said is that in most communities, they're so disengaged with their own communities that they can actually set up things to make gentrification uh, work for them mm-hmm. or slow the process down. It's just it's just a matter of communities getting together, a land trust that you can easily implement. Yeah. And so those are some of the things that, I th- again, it's about us getting involved at the grassroots level. Yeah, I agree. Good point, man. And, and keep us posted, man, if, um, if there's information that I can uh, put on the uh, podcast to link. Sure. Folks, sure, uh, sure. If, if there's anything, because we have folks from all around the country, including some folks in the ATL, uh, if we can get them involved. And you never know, some folks will actually either go online for some of that stuff or or they will uh, actually get into the ATL and, and maybe maybe uh, partake. Uh, it's a big market right. and, and, and there's money. There's money to be found. And maybe some of these smaller markets may not have that kind of money. So cool. That's right. You got anything else? No, man. No, man. Again, I'm trying, I'm trying to stay positive, man. I'm trying to stay positive this yeah. year. Well, good, good. All right, I'm, I'm going to give so you a look. Far I've been doing it, so far, I've been doing it for seven days now. So yes, you uh, have. it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> That's all right. Good, good. Stay positive. Same thing here, man. But I'm, I'm going to give you all an observation. Um, not necessarily a tirade, um, but but just, I, I guess we'll call this a musical observation, okay? Uh, you know, the Bruno Mars, Cardi B thing came out um, and and it, it brought a couple of thoughts to mind for me. Because, you know, in my household, man, I've got, I'm the boomer. I've got a Gen X. Uh, there's a millennial and there's a Gen Z in all all under one roof. And that's kind of rare. OK, so when, mm-hmm. when when Bruno and Cardi B, the video, and I do want you to check it out sometime today. OK, um, the boomer and the X and even the millennial, because the millennial, you know, millennials kind of close, said, wow, that's in living color. And the Z said, what is in living color? You know, but I love Bruno Mars. Okay, so the Z was more connected, of course, to the artist and the nostalgia and the, uh, you know, whatever the 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 take on uh, the whole history. But 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 here's here's what I want, man. And and this is what I really am asking artists to think about. Um, I think history right now is critical if if our music's to to evolve. 
And I know this year the Grammys is doing, um, the Grammys is going to be heavily R&B influenced this year, the whole program, because there's so many um, black nominated artists and minority, even Hispanic nominated artists at the Grammys this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking people, because if you remember, Rand, you and I, we're, we're old heads. Hip hop is really rooted in classics, you know, and, and the break beats came from soul, R&B, uh, the jazz classics that were used. And, and exactly. We, we call a lot of that, you know, when when DJs were were really trying to create a sound, they would always go digging in the crates. You know what I mean? It was always right. going back to digging the crates. Go go raid your, your your daddy's or your uncle's or your aunt's records. Come back and you create a sound. And, and the problem I think now, man, is you got less of that happening as years go as year at the, as the years go on, and and it, it's kind of weakening the foundation. You know what I'm saying? So an article came out this week, and I don't know if you've heard of, heard of this guy, and, and I don't want to give him too much credence, but a lot of these internet rappers that are popping up, uh, they ain't all that positive, <laughs> you know? And even from a sound standpoint, uh, it's a little discouraging, a little disheartening in terms of what we're seeing, and it doesn't represent the whole genre. Uh, just like uh, one guy, if you if you Google him, and I'm not going to, you know, dog him for some people who are big fans because he has mil- millions of followers, young boy NBA. Uh, and I don't know if you heard about the story. You got into the fight at Lenox Mall or, you know, got into the scuffles on AJC and all this. But the problem, man, is a lot of these folks, a lot of these artists, man, are just moving so far away from the core that it really it really does bother me. So. I'm a little relieved when I see Bruno pay homage to a living color or the culture, even though some people are big on this culture reappropriation thing. You know, anybody who can do it right, I think, first of all, and, and Rand, agree or disagree, I think Living Color was probably one of the most important show of the 90s for 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 uh, minority, for people of color. Oh, um, I believe it, man. I mean, because um, when you think about it, uh, it laid the foundation for Chappelle. It laid the foundation for Key and Peele. Yep. Um, it gave. It was our version of Saturday Night Live. Yep. Ab- uh, absolutely. So um, for him to do a with, tribute with the, to it with the hip hop flavor. Absolutely, bro. And for him to do a tribute, a tribute to in living color says a lot. Because who else did it? Who else was doing it? Who else even thought living, about and, it? And, you're absolutely right. And in living color was one of the foundational. African American programs that actually built the Fox Network. Yep, it's. I mean, the the weigh-ins, folks, absolutely. And so, you know, so so back to the music and, and the sound. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just all for anybody who helps us drive the quality, the sound, and the preservation uh, of 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 the the roots of our music, and and that needs to be encouraged. And and, and you know, I could tell. You know who's you. We can all tell who's kind of doing the cultural reappropriating of, of music. We can tell who's real and who's not, and we can tell the people who've lived it. Uh, I'm, I know we have a lot of folks who listen to. Uh, we have a lot of people who listen to this podcast internationally. Um, you know, some folks over in the UK and Rand. You and I have had this conversation before. You know, whenever R and B. You remember when whenever R and B would start to go too trendy. You know who would always pull it back into perspective? It used to be the Brits, man. The Brits. So shout out to Loose Ends, Junior, Charday, Jazzy B, that whole soul to soul movement. Because Misha Paris. Yeah, Misha all Paris. Of because they still, even to this day, when you check not not even the classic, but if you look at some of the newer artists like Ray Black, George Smith, Emily Sandy. They still keep the core R&B foundation, you know. So, you know, we just we can't stop digging in the crates. So I'm a I'm a I'm a shoot my shout out to uh, to Bruno, man, for really doing that. And and I hope all the artists I'm not saying you need to be just living in the past. But if you can bring a future sound by using an old sound and kind of paying tribute to some of these folks, I think that's a good way to go. I think it's. Important. I agree with you, man. I, 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 you know, I think one of the things that's most disturbing to me about this new hip hop generation, they have not really taken 
the music to the next level, like the generations before. Yeah, I think it's kind of plateaued, and I, and and you know, I, I, most people don't realize the earlier generations, uh, hip hop was something they got into because the school systems took out the music programs. Yeah, and so these kids did have some musical backgrounds. And that's why they were able to do some of the creative things they could do. Yeah. Uh, now it's all about making stars. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I was in the car with my daughter and I think I heard the same song five times by five different artists. Yeah, because uh, because there's no you know, there's no training. There's no foundation. And, you know, from your background, the A&R departments have been gutted out. So you don't have that. No. Um, you don't have that. So now they found a, a kid a, on man, the Internet. A&R is YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. And ours, you too, bro. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, and the same thing can be said about jazz and blues, man. I mean, our kids are not attracted to that music. So what happens is the white kids play it and, um, and, uh, and they keep it alive. So, uh, I have no problems with it. I mean, I'm not a Cardi B fan, but you know, Hey, I give them credit. Yeah. I agree, man. I do. Hey, uh, you can go to castropolis.net, check out all the shows. Uh, of course, the you need check to know, them out now. Yeah, you need to check know them podcast. Out. Uh, We're adding new shows, adding new shows all the time. Check them out. Yeah, shout, shout out to Buddha and his crew, Larry Reed. Um, they crazy man. They they doing some crazy stuff, talking about people like crazy. But they have they have fun doing it. Uh, if you have any uh, feedback, any comments, and if you want to shoot me some commentary, Rand. You can hit us up at gp3rtt at gmail.com, gp3rtt at gmail.com. Uh, you can even leave us a voicemail, and, and I will definitely play it for you. Nobody's bold enough to do that yet. 413-556-9546, 413-556-9546. And we're on Instagram, uh, gp3homies, SoundCloud. You can look us up, gp3homies, and iTunes, gp3homies. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please give us a review. We haven't had a review in a minute. Uh, toward you know, I think toward the end of the year, but we need more people who can give us reviews on iTunes. That's right. Give us a review. We need give something. Five star review. Don't don't even go on there if you don't go below five. Right? Don't we don't we don't care. Rand, as always, That's dude. Right. Always, dude. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna sit back and listen to Steve Bannon uh, sing Alanis Morissette "Ought to Know" to Trump, and then come back and sing "Sorry." <laughs> sorry, so sorry. You know, well, so. yeah, well, Steve Bannon, he's talking to the Mercers right now. He, oh that's God. who he need to be talking to. Abs- hey, you know what? What he wrote today was to the Mercers. He asked that apology. I'm sorry. Please let me keep my life. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Dude, hey, man, as always, bro, it's always a pleasure. Appreciate it. And uh, preach. Appreciate it too, T. And our listeners, our, our followers, keep following us. Remember, share the podcast. And man, episode 71 is in the can. Peace. That's right. Stand in the center of the stats. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.